Veterans Path, helping veterans find peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor through practical tools like meditation and mindfulness, physical and outdoor experiences, and a community of camaraderie. I'm John McCaskill, a Navy SEAL commander turned mindfulness teacher. Here on the Veterans Path podcast, I interview veterans, athletes, corporate leaders, and many others who found peace through the practices of meditation and mindfulness, breaking down the stigma of pursuing mental health and making it a priority, improving and saving lives. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. I'm John McCaskill, your host, and thanks for tuning in to the Veterans Path podcast. This podcast is just a piece of what we do. Veterans Path is actually a nonprofit working to introduce veterans and active service members to meditation and mindfulness, typically in outdoor settings, so they can find a sense of peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. That's where the word path in our name comes from. And the point of this podcast is to make people more aware of what we do to increase support of Veterans Path, increase attendance at our retreats so we're able to help more veterans, and finally, to reduce the stigma around mindfulness, meditation, and seeking mental health support. Listeners and viewers, if you're enjoying the show, please give us a review or a like and share the show with anyone and everyone you think could benefit from our message. Also, you can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. All right. Hello. Good day. Today, my guest is former Army Infantry Officer Robert Marshall. Robert started using mindfulness to cope with recovery from alcohol abuse after transitioning, and that led him to discover positive psychology. This past year, he completed a positive psychology program at UPenn, and now his work is centered around helping people discover the good they have inside and using it to flourish. Stay tuned as we're going to learn a lot more about Robert here on today's episode of the Veterans Path Podcast. All right, welcome back. As mentioned in the intro, my guest today is former Army Infantry Officer Robert Marshall. Welcome to the show, Robert. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, how's DC treating you? It's good. It's it's it got a, it's it, it's doing well. It got warm over the week and then it dropped back down. It's like 60 degrees right now. So we kind of got spoiled for like two days and now yeah. it's cold again. Same here in Virginia, down in uh, Southern Virginia. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, it got, uh, got nice and warm. And then today we got a little bit of the tropical storm moving in, um, wetting us down and cooling us off, but hopefully that'll be out of the way here soon. Um, how, how's DC been as far as, in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I'm sure that's been a little bit of a ghost town or a little bit different than normal. You know, the funny thing, so I live pretty much Northeast, so kind of out of downtown, but kind of still central. And I haven't actually been downtown in like two two months. So I have no, it's probably a ghost town, but I know <laughs> that around, around my area, there's people still walking their dogs and dogging. Everyone's at Home Depot. So I don't know what people are doing actually. <laughs> like <laughs> I went to Home Depot and I was like, why isn't everyone home? And then I was like, wait, I'm here I'm too. Here. <laughs> so I'm not home either, yep. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's been, it's yeah it's been it's definitely less people but I, people are still it's, it's definitely not like a, a lockdown like everyone's in a house yeah 
Well, in your bio, uh, kind of at the beginning, it was less of a bio and just a couple of sentences. Um, and I want to give my listenership kind of an idea of, of who you are. And so I wanted to, if you're okay, kind of get into a little bit more of your background before you entered the army, before you were into positive psychology. Um, but can you give us kind of like the background of like where you grew up, what your upbringing was like, uh, where you went to school, that type of stuff? So I'm actually from the DC area. Okay. I, I grew up, I grew up in uh, PG County, Maryland. So right outside of DC. So born and raised, um, growing up, I had a pretty traumatic childhood. It, it really wasn't, it really wasn't great. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I joined the army, but it really wasn't great. It was, it was kind of tough for me growing up. Um, I really, I really had a lot of, a lot of deep trauma. And from there growing up, I kind of retreated within myself. So I kind of definitely, I have, I, I definitely became, I think I was naturally more introverted, but definitely that helped to kind of spur that on. And so I grew up, I, I went to high school at Parkdale High School and um, in College Park, in Riverdale, Maryland, actually, right by College Park. And did high school, was a band geek in high school, played the trumpet. Play? I played the I, trumpet. I, I was good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was deep into it. I was deep, like I was, I was, I was, I was deep in playing the trumpet, actually played until my second year of college. Um, and then, so I graduated and then I went to Indiana University of, of Pennsylvania. Um, it's in Northwest Pennsylvania. It's pretty much 45 minutes to an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Um, Got it. Yeah. And, and what did you study while you were there? So, it, so it, I studied history pre-law. So my goal was, cause this was actually before I joined the army. So my goal was before I joined the army was to be a lawyer. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to, wanted to go become a lawyer. And then 9-11 happened and, and I was a freshman cause it happened in 2001. I was a freshman. Um, you know, because why it was like September 11th, so like the school school year started like August 29th, so it was mm -hmm. only a month and some change, really. Actually, not even a month. Not even, yeah. I was gonna say, hold on, not even a month. <laughs> and so I, um, I was in history class. It was a morning class, obviously, and I come out, and these these guys were on. I don't know who they are, but these guys were on the steps of the hall, and they were like, you know a plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I was like, what? And I was like, I, you know, it didn't make any sense. And so I ran, so I was like, okay, I, I, it, it was, the class was already over. So I was like, let me go back to my dorm. So I went back to my dorm, my roommate was still sleeping, turn on the TV and just to see the second plane hit. Mm -hmm. And then like that event after that just changed kind of trajectory kind of of my life after that yeah it, so did you uh did you run to the nearest recruiting office and say hey i want to i want to go into rotc here or how did that work you know the funny thing no i didn't but it kind of planted the seed so it was freshman year um i was still i had 
when I went to college, there, if you told me at 18 that I was going to be in the military, I probably would have been like, you know, you're lying. It's not <laughs> true. So in my mind at that point, I had no idea. But the thing was, I was in a fraternity and a lot of the guys were like National Guard or they were going through ROTC. And so that started to plant the kind of, you know, they kind of plant the thought in my head because, you know, they would, they were in the army, they would talk about drill. And so I kind of got introduced to kind of the army life during that, but it didn't actually, I didn't, I didn't sign up until my, the end of my actual sophomore year. Wow. So I, I didn't sign up cause it was 2003. So I didn't sign up until pretty much when the war started. I didn't, I didn't sign up. Um, it was, it was kind of crazy how that happened because it wasn't a planned thing. <laughs> so, so my, uh, my root, my, my fraternity brother, he's an ROTC. And I was just, I remember this day because I don't know, it's just one of those things. I was, I was, we had a, I had a biology class and the teacher let us out early. And so I was going to the students. I was like, well, I can go home to my dorm or I can go to the student center. And I don't know why I went to the student center, but it's like, I'm hungry. Let me go to the student center. So I went to the student center and I saw my fraternity brother talking to a recruiter. Now, I love this fraternity brother and I still talk to him, but <laughs> I did not, <laughs> I did not want to talk. I didn't like, I was like, uh, do I want to talk to him right now or do I want to go eat? And it's <laughs> funny because it was like, it was like, it's so weird. Cause it was like a straight, cause he was, he was a booth. It was like, either go straight and talk to him or go up the steps and go to Chick-fil-A. And so I don't know what happened. So I went and I started talking to him. And you already know what recruiters do. Like, <laughs> I'm not do. here to see you. I'm here to see my, but he goes, so have you ever thought about, you know, joining the army? I was like, uh, no. He was like, come to my office. I went to this office the next day and I was signed up. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it, it's like one, of the, it's so crazy because it's one of those things where it was, it was just, it was, I, it wasn't planned. It was just like, I was like, oh yeah, maybe. And I was just like, but I think at that point too, I think I really needed like a change. I think like, because I, I, I was so obsessed with like the news. Like I said, this was like the build up to like, to, that, to, the, uh, Iraq, to the Iraq invasion. So right. I was like, so I would watch it all night. And so I was like, I don't know. I was just getting primed for it, I think. And so I think at that point I was like, oh, sure. I still didn't know what I was getting myself into though. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think any of us know what we're getting into. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what is, uh, you were an infantry officer. Uh, where were you and, and uh, wh where did you deploy and where were you based? So I was actually, so, it, it, so I was actually enlisted my first time. So I went okay. to Iraq my first time, I was enlisted. Gotcha. And, and then when I became an infantry officer, I was enlisted, I was in Baghdad, um, Camp Victory. And yep. then officer, I was in Mosul. I was at Camp Merez up in Mosul. Got so. It. so when you were enlisted, were you National Guard and, and you were enlisted while you were in, uh, at, uh, what would you say, Indiana? Yeah, Indiana PA. So I was I was actually reserves. Okay. And the crazy thing is, is 
I got out of basic in November, had orders to go to Iraq in December. So I went straight from basic basically to, to, to mobilization. Wow. And then, yeah. And then I did a year, I came back and I signed up for ROTC. <laughs> so, so it was like, it was just like, yeah, it was just like kind of a seamless kind of transition into, yeah. into that. Wow. So, uh, I'm going to ask a question that you didn't really give me any, uh, uh, data on or, or any information on. So it may be a little bit of a curveball for you, but I wanted to ask this before I talk about your transition. Um, on your LinkedIn, it mentions a book you've written, War Poems Over There, uh, if I understand it correctly, uh, that, that you wrote this. Can you tell us more about that and what inspired that? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. <laughs> so well, I'll, I'll, I if, do if, think... you're, if you're not comfortable talking yeah. about it, we don't have to. But... No. No, 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 it's good. I forget that I did that. I mean, it sounds bad, but it's like, so that, yeah, so War Poems over there is, is, a, is a collection of exploring kind of and kind of the emotions and the feelings that we have or that I had deploying and, and some and other experiences deploying and being in war and then kind of like transitioning back home and kind of the, the, the emotions and, and what we feel when we come home. So it's kind of exploring kind of like, I would say the nitty gritty or the things that people don't talk about, about coming home, about, you know, what does that feel like, the questions that we have. And so I kind of, it was kind of cathartic for me to write it. Um, it wasn't like a planned thing. I just started writing I know these planned things I don't do, but they also happen to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but, getting a, I'm getting it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just like life just happens and I just I just go the way the river goes. So um, and so, yeah. And so I started writing it and I was just like, this is pretty cool. And I was like, you know what? I think I just want to create a collection of them. And so I did that. I, forget, I think I did this in 2015. I don't I think it I think that's when I wrote it in 2015. And yeah. And so. And so I did that and it was, it was good for me. It got out a lot of emotions that I had, a lot of anger that I had. So it, it was a good thing to write. Nice, good for you, man. Uh, good for you to do that and then to follow up and actually put it out there for others to see uh, as they're probably, you know, some of the, the veterans or other service members they're experiencing the same thing or something similar. So maybe they can read that and see that they're not alone in those experiences. So good for you. As far as your, your transition out, what, uh, what made you decide to get out of the army and how did that transition go? So this is going to be a can of worms. <laughs> uh, so I got out, I would say I was, I'm trying to figure out how to word this but i'm not i was very dissatisfied about being an officer in the army not i would say it wasn't the it wasn't the job it wasn't the soldier it wasn't the job itself it was the it was the leadership climate around that i was like i can't i can't really do this um i wanted to be a career officer but my experiences, especially in Iraq with leadership, I was like, this isn't, this kind of isn't for me. So that kind of, um, that kind of led, there was some events. 
I probably I don't want to talk about this event because it's actually it's actually illegal what happened. It wasn't something that I did, but it was something I would just I would, I would do this. I would do a blanket, no names, no specifics, just to get it out there because it's important. So leaders, there was a there was a leadership wanted me to do something that was illegal involving money that was that was being done by others in our unit and i said no um this leader wanted me to do it kind of kept pressuring me to do it i said no and then because of that there was a there was um something so because of that, I did not get it. Uh, I did not get a, a reward that I was deserved because of that. Uh, because yeah, so I would just say that because it's yeah, I don't. It's a lot of legal stuff. Sure, stuff. sure. Yeah, yeah, you don't need yeah. To, don't need to mention yeah. details. Uh, but, but yeah, it sounds like you were put between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I'll tell you after this though what actually happened. But yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, so it was one of those like moral things that like shook me to my core that I was like this and it kind of affected my mental health and this is where it kind of really where it started and I was like I can't do this anymore this isn't for me and that kind of started the transition out of the uh the the army got it oh yeah so your transition doesn't go well you start getting affected mentally by this instance that you were just mentioning kind of broadly what did you turn to um to to help with that alcohol <laughs> yeah i started yeah how, how did I, that work out for you it it, it was not a good decision <laughs> now it yeah it was it, i think so there was a lot um doing this transition because there was a lot of actual a lot of childhood trauma that wasn't dealt with you had a lot all came to a head at the same time and I really had like a mental breakdown you know it was it was a mental breakdown it's one of those things where like your brain just stops computing and not yeah. in a not in a I mean yeah I was just like I was just like gone there's like three years of my life where I have no idea where it went wow you know like I was yeah I was very isolated I was and you know, now, cause this was in my, this was in my twenties. So I'm 36. Wow. I'll be 37 this year. So this was like 10 years ago. So I, I isolated and I would, I was living with a friend and I was just in my room and I was just like out of it. I would drink, drink on the weekends. And that's pretty much what I did. And I, I just couldn't shake it, you know? It's one of those things where your mind is telling you that this isn't good and you need to do something. But at the same time, it was like, I could, there was like, I was just incapacitated kind right. of by that. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't move. It was just like, it was like, there was no will to like do anything, you know? Sure. And it was like, it was kind of a conflict inside of me as well, because one side of your brain, the logical part is like, uh, you probably shouldn't do that you probably should do this. Yeah. And then the other side was like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. So it was also kind of like an internal struggle with within within myself. And so yeah, it was a bad transition. Um, I was I was in Texas, I don't have really 
a um, good connection with my family. So I didn't have a really support system. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty much, I was pretty much out there by myself, just like trying to figure it out. So how did you get out of this cycle? So the, how did I get out of it? Oh yeah. My friends were like, you need to do something. You have to leave. And I was like, it was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like, you can't keep doing this. So I left and then I went into, I went to a sober house. So I went into a sober house. I did the, I did the 12 steps, started doing that and started doing, I don't, I, I started like, I just like, so at that point I was kind of coherent enough to start, you know, kind of have the capacity to start changing and to to kind of pro start processing all of this stuff, and then I um I started I start I don't know where I think I no I started with the video so it was a video it was like a guided meditation, it was like a guided meditation on YouTube so I started this I started this guided meditation on YouTube and I would I would just listen to it and just do the guided meditation every day. And I just got really, really, I started to really like get into it. And the funny thing, mindfulness is like, I don't know, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but when I do mindfulness, like when, when I was doing, especially then, I would be so intense that I would pass out afterwards. Like I wow. wouldn't fall asleep while doing it. I wouldn't fall asleep while doing it, but I, I don't think, like, I wouldn't know, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. But I would like afterwards, I would go into like a deep sleep and it felt like I was like, my brain was like repairing itself. Nice. Like, like, like my brain chemistry was like changing itself. And it's so wow. But the craziest thing is wow. So there was a group of guys in this sober house and everyone was in their different stage of recovery. Right. But the, the crazy thing is I was pretty much, I was pretty much on, on my kind of recovery thing and everybody in the house started to relapse at the same time wow like it was insane like it was insane like everyone started to relapse and it was <laughs> drinking drugs and so i'm like in this room by myself like it's so it's, it's kind of it's not funny but it's actually funny not now that i think about it because everyone else is tripping balls outside and going crazy in the house and i'm in my room like doing meditation like like it was just it's funny because i mean i'm in the room just being zen doing meditation <laughs> while everyone else is like just it's in chaos and i'm just like i'm sure that I'm seems like, surreal to you just I was like, like what to do like so i was like i can't like i can't fall into this so i was just like i just gotta do i just gotta do some mindfulness so i like really kind of dedicated myself to mindfulness and then i was like okay i gotta get out of here so i was like pack my stuff and i left and, and moved in uh with another friend and and yeah it was nice. so and that led so that, to the positive psychology piece. How did how did that so, bridge happen? So yeah, so yeah, so the kind of the 
the mindfulness was kind of like the 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 uh, catalyst for starting to kind of go more into kind of the I didn't know what positive psychology was at that point, but just doing mindfulness and just slowly like like reading up on it and studying it more, I came to to um, you know positive psychology and what Penn was doing with positive psychology and started reading into it more and really liking the really liking the pieces that I've seen of it of, of integrating mindfulness in, in, in life and all and all the other pieces that are um, attached to it. And so I was really interested in, in in kind of that and just like and at that time Penn only had a a call a map. So it's a master's in applied positive psychology. And at that point, I was not ready for graduate school. Yeah, or grad school at all. So I was like, no, I'm like, big so <laughs> it is it was a big step. And I knew at that point, like, I'm not I'm not ready. I was at that point, I was out of school for a pretty, pretty, pretty big chunk. So I was like, I wasn't ready for that. So I just kept catching up reading some stuff and just looking on the you know, the website and then they had a and then this was, I mean, this was over some years now. So now we're at, so at this time now we're at 2000 and so 2018. So 2018 learned about there, they had a positive psychology certificate program for a year, learned about that and then signed up for it in 2019 and then completed it and then now we're here in 2020 so with, yeah. um for our listeners who may not be familiar with positive psychology can you tell us what positive psychology actually is so positive psychology is the scientific study of human flourishing and i would say more general for others is basically the study of happiness and so study of human flourishing and how and why humans flourish and so and it's different from so what's the difference or the contrast to traditional psychology so yeah. traditional traditional psychology really focuses on focuses on kind of uh I, I don't like using this word to describe it but i will just to make it simpler for people to grasp is that it, it so regular psychology or traditional psychology focuses kind of on the negative aspects of people and kind of their suffering and so mental illness and things like that. And positive psychology focuses on the positive aspects of people. So it, it's so, whereas traditional psychology starts from why are you suffering? We need to leave your suffering. Positive psychology starts from what are the positive qualities, traits, things that you have inside of you and how do we use that as leverage or platform for further growth in your life. Um, and it's because when we think of traditional psychology or we think of, you know, we think of flourishing, a lot of people may think, Oh, if I, you know, if I go to, if I, if I go to a therapist, which therapy is awesome uh, and they kind of alleviate my suffering, it doesn't mean that you're actually flourishing. So it's a, so there's a scale that we use in positive psychology. It goes from like one, it goes like from one, from negative five, I'll do this from negative five to one to zero. 
something from zero to 0.5. So if you were at a negative five and you would leave that suffering, you were only, you will only get to zero, right? You would start mm -hmm. neutral. That doesn't yeah. mean you're actually flourishing. And so okay. positive psychology goes from the zero to the neg to the point, I'm sorry, from the zero to the plus five. Got it. And so, Got it. That so that's, sense. yeah. So that's the pretty much the difference. Got it. On alleviating spring, on kind of flourishing and and helping you kind of get to the next level. Yeah, and so that that's pretty. I hope I explain it the right way because it's a it's, it it's kind of a lot, but it is. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'm sure. Awesome. I mean, you went through a whole program <laughs> on it, so I doubt you can distill it completely into like two or three sentences. Uh, yeah, so exactly. I, I you yeah, did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. And I mean, and what I like about it, 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 it encompasses things like mindfulness, um, character strengths, resilience, grit, uh, kind of mindset stuff. And so it's like all of these things that help people kind of flourish. And it's a, what I love about it too, is it, it kind of explores things, it kind of explores things that traditional science and psychology hasn't really, like it explores things like humor and spirituality and meaning and values self-acceptance so it's like all these things that we kind of really we aren't we aren't really taught to i would say for me wasn't really taught these things and especially wasn't taught to live life or view myself from my positive qualities because a lot of times we we focus on weaknesses and everybody tells us so you have this weakness and you need to focus on this weaknesses on this weakness and 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 change it and yeah. we kind of get to that level, but nobody ever tells us, here's something that you do that's positive. Do this more, right? Yeah. It's all like, it's, it's a kind of the positive kind of never gets reinforced and it gets taken for granted. But the kind of the negative aspects, I, I don't like using weaknesses either, but the vulnerabilities that we have, we're always made to pay, be so, so aware of them and into, um, focus on them and to try to fix them and we kind of dismiss kind of kind of the really the big areas that we have to to kind of grow and to kind yeah. of flourish which which is already like what are we good what are we naturally good at what are our natural traits what are our values what, what is our meaning and kind of using that for growth instead of kind of trying to take these weaknesses which some are valid like there's some vulnerabilities that are valid that's stopping us from growth but a lot probably aren't it's just where we put our focus so yeah that's what i like about it as well yeah definitely i'm, I'm sure studying that um almost makes you makes you notice that stuff in yourself and in others regularly which probably puts you in a much more positive mindset throughout the day so in itself, it's uh, it's probably changed your your way of viewing the world, viewing humanity. Uh, so it's probably a good thing. It's much like mindfulness, you know, as you start to practice mindfulness and you start to realize the here and the now, you appreciate the here and the now, and that just kind of propagates and and you become better at doing it, um, which makes you happier and more more resilient uh, all around. So good for you for choosing that path. Um, as far as what you're doing now with it, uh, what are you doing now with it? And then do you see a way that positive psychology can be used with service members or veterans? So what I'm doing now is, is interesting because I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. 
because in 2000, and, I would say from 2017 to 2000 and yeah, 2019, kind of August, I was, I was, I was with a company and I was kind of, a, kind of a partner in that company. And it was a, it was a software company that was a learning platform. And so we taught business competencies and emotional intelligence. A lot of it was towards, um, we had, we had, um, Wharton business school and Stern business school. They took those courses for credit and work with the company. And we kind of did some prompt. It was basically prompting, uh, for better habits at another at another client that we had and so this kind of been my work for kind of a while now but when i did start doing positive psychology i really really liked it so i kind of left that company i did actually leave that company in august to kind of focus on this and so what am i doing now is i'm actually in the process right now kind of building a platform to help men flourish in their lives because I feel that in society, especially for, I would say for men, in my experience is that men haven't, we haven't really been given the tools to properly flourish. We haven't, and there, especially focusing on what are we good at? What are, what are our positive core and how can we use that for growth? I think for men, we have all, I would say, I would say this for me, when I do general, I would say for me, I was always judged or evaluated by how, what were my weaknesses? And so I think for me, it created a lot of insecurity because I always felt like I wasn't adequate enough. And I had all these, these weaknesses that I needed to or vulnerabilities that I needed to change. And a lot of them weren't just vulnerabilities. A lot of them were just my personality. Like I'm more introverted. So for me, I'm not going to be outgoing and trying to push me to be outgoing is not going to, it's going to cause a lot of tension for me. And that, you know, man. I'm right yeah. there with you. I'm, I'm a big time so, introvert. Exactly. There's difference. There's difference between, yeah, sometimes you have to put yourself out there. And I'm not saying in these moments, I'm saying, trying to like, oh, you need to, why are you quiet? Right. And then it becomes, it becomes this, you know, these outside, this outside noise and you start questioning, oh, I'm less than because I'm quiet when it's like, yeah. no, I'm quiet because I want to be quiet and it, it makes me feel good. And that's what I love to do it's to be quiet because that quietness is maybe I'm just more introspective. So I'm thinking, right. I think deeply. And so I just... So my energy and how I process things is just different from you. And so, and I think as men, I would say that for me growing up, because I wasn't, you know, I did join the army and I played sports as a kid, but I, I was more, I wanted to read, I wanted to, to read, think more deeply, play, you know, I played the trumpet. I was a, so I wasn't really like the jock, but but it doesn't mean that I had, you know, it doesn't mean I wasn't strong. So I, so for me, that's what I want to bring to, to, to kind of to men is just kind of like, who are you at your core, right? Who are you outside of all these extrinsic things that we kind of validate ourselves on, right? Yeah. Like, who are you outside of your job, outside of your accomplishments, outside of your own kind of self story that we tell ourselves and kind of like, who are you? Like, what are you good at? What do, you, what do you, what are your values? What do you find meaning? And a lot of stuff I love to do is about self-acceptance. Like, do you, 
like, do you accept your strengths and your weaknesses and not tie it to how worthy you are? And so for me, that's what I'm doing now. It's called the Flourishing Man, and I'm kind of building it out right now, hoping to launch soon. Nice. Well, keep yeah. us uh, updated as, as you uh, progress on that project. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's an important one. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, that false bravado, um, that's what kept me from starting mindfulness and meditation earlier was uh, a psychologist recommended it to me and I kind of beat my chest and I was like, I'm too strong for mindfulness and meditation, which I think a lot of men do, uh, not, and not just about mindfulness and meditation, but mental health uh, as a whole. Uh, or, or positive psychology, or looking to do anything introspective or contemplative. Um, it's, it's not an area where men uh, turn, you know, they, they're, they're going to turn to sports, they're going to turn to drinking, they're going to turn to their, you know, their best friends, uh, more often. Um, as far as your, your introvert side, I don't know if you've read Susan Cain's book, Quiet, um, there's a, there's a great book called, called quiet, the power. I read it. I have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I have excellent. yeah it, it is. It is. And yeah. like, no, so yeah. That helped me to feel so, better about being an introvert. Uh, cause I'm, I'm a huge on the, uh, Myers-Briggs I'm pegged all the way on, on me too. I, I'm, I, extreme, I'm extreme. Like, and it's so funny because in positive psychology, we have the character strengths, and it's basically an assessment of it's 24 strengths, and basically we all have these strengths inside of us, and you you get your like your top 10, and or your top five to seven is kind of like your signature strength. So these are the most yeah. the ones that you most naturally exhibit. That, um, um, the Gallup strengths? No, it's just it's completely okay. it's, it's completely different from that, but all of my strengths on the kind of like the introspect introspective and extrospective. So in the introspective, I'm like, so individual, I'm like a very individualized person. Like yeah. I am extremely, and it's not like, it's not like a, so well, it can't, can be self-centeredness, but I am very individualistic and that's just naturally who I am. And so now like this is me I, I figured it out how to how it works but growing up you don't really you don't really have the tools or you don't even have the you don't even have the space to actually be right because you like you said you have all these outside forces telling you this is the right way to be but the right way to be isn't really working for you at all and so and so yeah 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 um it's a weird world we live in man <laughs> exactly it's just like it's and i used to be so like it's, I used to be so mad, but now it's, it's, it's kind of liberating because I think with positive psychology, it has allowed me to operate from my own kind of internal system and it kind of validated it for me. And it actually gave me a platform and kind of a framework to be able to do that and express it sure. in a way that comes natural to me. And I think that's where it falls into doing veteran work because I think, I hope I'm not going for it. I hope I'm not moving too, too fast. No, you're good. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I'm coming to the end of my questions here soon. So uh, okay. uh, you go, go for it, man. Whatever you have to tell. Uh, basically, the next question is, you know, what have we not spoken about that you wanted the listeners to hear? So the rest of the show is totally up to you. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I wasn't make, I wasn't, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't like just steaming ahead. No, go for it. No. And I think for veterans, I think too, I think with the thing about, 
I think what a lot of people miss about the veteran space, or not the veteran, but veterans in general is that veterans have, especially transitioning, veterans have an identity that has been shattered and they have, we have, we don't get the tool to be able to reestablish what, who we are. Because when we come in, we, you know, we're civilians, we come to the army, we get molded into what the army wants and this works within the army framework or the military's framework. Sure. And afterwards, that kind of framework, that system falls, the, the things that we learn, there's awesome things that we can take from it, but some of the stuff doesn't really work in the outside world. And then all of a sudden we don't know who we are because we haven't established an identity anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that veterans are, um, veterans are having a difficult time transitioning. And so for me, I think what positive psychology has done for me has given me, I call it an authentic identity. So it has given me something authentic that I can, I can kind of work from instead of it being, um, about you know my identity in the, in the in the military what i did my medals even like you know all these kind of extrinsic things that really mm-hmm. don't help us it, it, with well-being in life well not say help but long term i really came from like okay what are my character strengths what do i value what gives me meaning and kind of and kind of come from that point and, and really move from that. Because those are like just inherent positive things that are inside you that you probably already do naturally anyway. It's just that nobody has told you this is what you do and how do you kind of leverage that. And so for me, I've become way more comfortable as a person, as a man because of that. Because I have this kind of like positive core, this authentic identity that I can I can be like, okay, this is what I operate from. And, and, and it, you know, and it's not, and it's not inundated by outside forces or it's not influenced by an outside force. I mean, it can be if I really self identify with, you know, cause like I have like, so I'm just going to spot on real quick. Cause Go for it. I love doing this. <laughs> so, so my top five, my top five character strengths are spirituality, bravery, um humor um perspective wisdom and uh, appreciation of beauty right so those things are like so a lot of so those are actually a lot of transcendent so in the positive psychology core i got okay i'm explaining this so within character strains it actually you have you have virtues right and these virtues are basically pathways to i'm sorry they're virtues so these virtues are basically the virtues through all types of cultures, they did a study on this, and they and they exhaustively went through every culture and established these virtues. So, with inside these virtues are character strengths, and the character strengths are pathways to these virtues. So, for instance, spirituality is in the the virtue of trans- is, uh, uh, spirituality. Um, Hey, Robert, um, really not bravery, quick. that's courage. Sorry, um, you, you broke bro. up there for a second. Spirit, uh, you broke up where you said spirituality is in the virtue and, and then it kind of got horrible okay. there. I'm sorry. Make sure that, no, you're fine. I just want to make sure this happened a couple of times, but nothing nothing that was uh, uh, very important. But I want to make sure the listeners <laughs> hear 
although what you're saying, everything you're saying is important, but I want to make sure the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So spirituality is in the virtue of. Spirituality is in the virtue of transcendence. And so, yeah. So, and so is um, humor. So is wisdom. So is appreciation of beauty. So it's weird because I have a lot in my top. I have a lot of transcendence, like big picture, big meaning type of things. So for me, that means, so how I use this. So for me, that means how I operate, I operate from these strengths. So I operate from spirituality and that might mean doing mindfulness, right? Cause that keeps me, that keeps me at my core. That keeps me running at my core. It keeps me healthy. It keeps me kind of on an equilibrium. So doing things like mindfulness and all this other stuff, that's probably why I'm so into positive psychology and mindfulness because that's my top strength. And then my second strength, which is just bravery, that helps me to um, really kind of tackle things. Cause I, I would say I, as somebody who's more introverted, I am, I could be deeply into myself to the point where I shut out everything outside of me. Sure. And that means that sometimes I don't know, sometimes I'm apprehensive of acting. So my, if I use my bravery strength, that kind of, if I focus on my bravery, you can do this with mindfulness. I just did a whole course with, the purveyors of, of this to integrate uh, mindfulness and character strengths. So I can just do a mindfulness activity where I just focus on my bravery, focus on the strengths, and then that allows me to, to get the strength to do some of this stuff. And so humor, I use that in my, I, I really use humor in how I um, actually communicate with people. So humor, my humor strength is actually how I build relationships and how I kind of do that with people and how I communicate with people in, in kind of closeness. So if, you ever, if you're ever on my Facebook, my Facebook is very provocative. So <laughs> it's very, it's, I won't, it's not vulgar. I won't say it's vulgar. So somebody who's looking in, it's probably vulgar, but if you get to know me, it's, it's, it's more provocative. And so, but a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. You know, I, I had a bad day. I read your post and I started laughing. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I communicate with people. That's how kind of how I build relationships, kind of the glue I have with people. So that's kind of how, like, that's, that is some ways like how positive psychology kind of can help, help people, especially dealing with their lives and, and kind of how to lead their lives in that way is kind of using these character strengths to kind of, kind of um, be, be kind of the, the platform for that. Nice. And so, yeah. And so it's, it's, and it, it, melds well with mindfulness like i said i did i just did a whole course like a eight-week course of doing it and actually being able to teach it about kind of in, the integration of mindfulness and character strengths because it because the good thing about mindfulness is you start being aware right sure you start being aware of your emotions how you're feeling and that really helps with, that's why it's so important with positive psychology because a lot of the work is asking you you have to be aware you have to be aware of your emotions and what you're feeling and not judging, but just being aware right, so, that you, right. so that, so that you can make the, so that you can start kind of making the, the proper decisions on, on, on some of this stuff. Like if for me, like I was, I would be vulnerable and say, for me, if I have like, for the, so this podcast, I was nervous about this podcast. And I'm always nervous about doing things. Like if it's a big thing, I'm always nervous. Probably a lot of people are. So I'm like, so I have to like, so I have to be aware. So for me, that means that if I'm using mindfulness, 
with these character strengths, that means that I start feeling the emotion like, uh-oh, there's something that, you know what I mean? There's, uh-oh, there's some tension inside. Not yeah. judging it, just being like, uh, there's something there. Right. And then mindfully kind of exploring, okay, what is that? Okay, you're nervous about doing this. Why are you nervous? You're nervous about how you're going to sound, what you're going to say, are you going to be interesting, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So, you, so, you, so then you got to be like, okay, don't just that. This is my emotion. Budget is okay. And then kind of, it's kind of objective, right? It's like a movie. Okay, so this is how I feel. And then you have to, then it's like, okay. Then you're like, on the flip, it's like, well, then I was thinking to myself, well, I know my stuff. I love doing this. Um, so that's pretty much all that matters. It's, it's going to come out, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't change anything. I can't change, like, this is who I am. So I accept it. And I was like, you know what? I accept that I feel this way, right? I yeah. accept that I feel this way. Like, and, and I think that's a lot of times, too, people we kind of want to run from my emotions and be like, I don't want to feel this. So I'm going to run away. I'm going to run away. I'm going to go, go do something else instead of sometimes like you just want to, you have to sit with it. And that's right. what I've learned the most with the, with the mindfulness is sitting with your emotions and not trying to change them or judge them, but sitting. And it's so hard because you're like, and it, it's gotten to the point where when I feel stuff, I could be like, okay, yep, I feel this way. And I can still feel it, right? If I'm angry yeah. or if I'm just feeling insecure, I could be like, yep, I'm feeling insecure. And I know in my mind that I'm feeling insecure and it's just my mind, but I kind of honor that, but I don't have to actually do anything about it either, right? right. I don't right. have to go, I don't have to be like, oh, let me go and do, it could be whatever, it could be running, let me go run it off. I'm like, do I really need to run it off or do I need to just let it sit because it's telling me something because then I can start to explore it. I'm starting to talk about self-acceptance, but accepting your emotions, accepting who you are. So then you can, you don't have to do all the, the noise, right? Oh my gosh, I'm so, why am I feeling like this? And why I feel, why can't I do this? Why? And you get all this negative self-talk, but if you like kind of remove all that, you can be like, okay, this is the core. I feel insecure. And it can't, it can be, because and, and, I'm like, I feel insecure. I feel like nobody's going to like me, blah, blah. And you're just, and you're just not judging it, but you're saying this is where it's coming from. And then you could say, well, that doesn't make any sense because I love doing this. Um, it's who I am. I, you know, other people like when I do this stuff. So obviously this is just from, this is probably just a hangover from either a lot of childhood stuff. And so you can kind of like start to, kind of, you know, kind of be a friend to, I always say this, my biggest thing that I always say is learn how to be a friend to yourself. Yeah. Like if That's a important. friend came to, if a friend came to you and said that they were, and, I, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about like somebody, like a real issue, not like, so if it's like a real issue that somebody came to you and it's like, you know, I feel so insecure about this, that I'm going to be a failure. You're not going to say, bro, you're Stick right. You're a failure. You're yeah. You're like you're right. You're a failure. Shut up. Like, <laughs> like you need to get yourself together. You know. You'll be like, man. Like you're awesome at this, right? Like, no, don't think like that. You're awesome at this. Like, you you can do this. You have all these skills that you can do it. Like, you know what I mean? You'll 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 you will um, you'll kind of hype them up, or you'll just reveal to them like who they really are, like their true selves. I think sometimes with, I would say with me, some, like 
what I was doing, it's like, I was kind of like that bad. I was kind of like the, your kind of like your worst enemy and be like, you're stupid. Why do you think like this? You're never yeah. going to do anything. You're going to fail. And so what happens is that we don't even try it because we're so scared of actually, actually doing it. Right. And, and so, and so for me, that's kind of how I use pot. So this is like, I'm sorry, I just blabbered on about, <laughs> but this is kind of the process that I use in myself. And it's, you know, it's, it's really just sitting with your emotions and your thoughts, not judging them, explore what they mean. Cause emotions are, emotions are just a compass of like what you feel. Like if you always, if you're doing something and you're not satisfied, that emotion is telling you that you, you don't need to be doing this. Right. Or if you're always happy and engaged in doing something, that means that this is good and you like doing this. So always, that's why I always think it's so important to be aware of our emotions because they're like the barometer, they're like the compass. They kind of tell our bodies and who we are, like what we like and what we don't like. If you're always around the same person and you don't get any good vibes and you're just like angry, it probably has something to do with either you need to fix the relationship or you don't need to, in this relationship, I mean, all encompassing of right. friendships, whatever. So yeah, I always look at emotion. And I think the biggest thing is that, and I'll shut up real quick, but I think the biggest thing is if we, if we don't, if we're not in tune into our emotions, we don't know what our bodies and our, our need to do. If we're always trying to, to, to shove it away, we're not really getting in tune and we don't even know where these things are coming from. And so, yeah, so that's kind of like how I, that's kind of my process of how I do things. It's very, it's, it's yeah, so. Uh, one, one more time, you broke up there just at the very end. Uh, if you're not being mindful and not paying attention, you you miss what your body and, and then you said, what is it, oh, mind, your heart? Yeah, I mean, yeah, your heart. I won't say mind because our mind is actually gets in the way of a lot of things. I would say what our bodies, our hearts, what our kind of internal selves are trying to tell us. Okay. Because we're we're just like because we don't know a lot we don't know what our our emotions are telling us what our bodies are telling us like yeah. like I don't think that there's any emotion that's bad I don't think anger is bad I think if you're angry at something that means that you don't like it or it, it or it's something that's wrong like if I see something that's like morally wrong really yeah I would get angry at it right yeah, yeah. but that doesn't mean that if I get it or if you're angry at someone or something happens you know you can you can note that okay I'm angry this is something I don't like. But but does it mean that you need to go? This is something I don't like, so I'm gonna punch you in the face, right? Like you don't you don't need to you don't need to act automatically on your you know on your yeah. emotions. Mindfulness helps us to sit and be like, okay, I'm angry at this. I'm going to sit with this and not do anything because I need to figure out. I don't even need to figure it out actually. I just need to sit with it and either let it dissipate or it's going to reveal what it's going to reveal to me. Right. And so. And yeah, so that's how I kind of do this processing, you know, awesome. it's kind of, yeah. It's yeah, kind that's of good a, stuff, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk. There's a, a lot of similarities in the way that you think about things and I think about things. I internalized, yeah. I've internalized things and done the negative self-talk and I've been uh, self-conscious about things and uh, the mindfulness has helped a tremendous amount with that. Uh, I mean, there's, if you told me a year ago, even maybe two years ago, uh, that I'd be hosting a podcast, no way. Uh, and, and now I'm, I've got guests like yourself that uh, we, we can relate on, on things like this. So it's, uh, it's exactly. great to have you on the show. 
Well, hey, Robert, it's, it's been awesome having you with us today. Um, if, if listeners wanted to reach out to you and find out more about your work with positive psychology or just more about you in general, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me through probably LinkedIn. Okay. That's probably the best spot. I don't even know my email, I mean, my LinkedIn kind of uh, account name. Bring but it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's like a Robert Marshall five, but I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah. But. So it's just Robert Marshall is your name. And then Robert LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash forward slash Robert Marshall one. Okay. Oh, there you go. I'm number one. I'm, I'm number one. Look at that. <laughs> number one, Marsh. Robert. <laughs> so, but yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that's in the show notes. And uh, Robert, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your your background and your kind of journey into positive psychology and, and through uh, mindfulness to get there. Uh, and I'm sure that the, uh, the lessons you share today will resonate with plenty of our listeners and plenty of the feelings that you share today will resonate with our listeners too. So thanks. Thanks so much for being open to come on the show. Thank you so much. I had a, a great time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. For our listeners, thanks for listening to our show. Please check out Veterans Path online at veteranspath.org. We too are on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends and family. And remember, listeners can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. Thank you all and have a blessed day. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Veterans Path Podcast. Please follow us on social media and think about sharing your story with us there and potentially on the show. Together, we can make mental health a priority, improving and saving lives. 